Uh, give it up for our kids team that like did so awesome. Wow. I never get whistles like that when I lead worship. You guys are just awesome. Uh, uh, it is great to have you in person uh, or online uh, joining us today. Uh, this is Family Day weekend, right? Uh, and this morning's a family service where everybody is together. Uh, and so I thought it'd be the perfect day to talk about the church as a family, okay? And I'm not going to go super long today. Even my own son said, how long is the service going to be, Dad? So trust me, trust me, I'm going to try not to be too long, right? But I want to give you like, you know, what's worth the admission prices, right? I want to give you a little something. We're going to talk about the church as a family. And did you know that the Bible describes the church as a family? It's true. We're going to look at a few verses in the Bible. In Matthew 12, 48 to 50, Jesus asked, who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Okay, so what Jesus is saying here, it would have been a little bit shocking back then because family was super important in Jewish culture. Uh, But Jesus knew who his physical family was, Uh, but he was communicating something a little bit deeper here. Uh, He was saying that if you're someone who loves and follows God, you're a part of God's family. You're connected to him, and we're connected to each other. Uh, In Ephesians 2.19, it says, Because of Jesus, you are no longer outsiders and strangers. You are citizens together with God's people. You are also members of God's family. Uh, Some translations actually say we're members of God's household. Uh, And we just sang a song this morning that we're in the house of the Lord, right? In the Bible, God is actually referred to as our Father or our Heavenly Father around 43 times, uh, 30 times by Jesus. When Jesus told us to pray to God, the first words he said in the Lord's Prayer were what? Our Father in heaven. Not my Father, but our Father. Like, he included us in that. Uh, In Galatians 4, verse 4 to 7, Paul writes that because of Jesus, we've been adopted into God's family, and that we call God Abba, which means Father. You know, that kind of family language seems to have been adopted pretty early on by those first followers of Jesus in the New Testament. Uh, I did a count uh, in the book of Acts uh, and in the letters written to the churches in the New Testament, fellow believers or fellow Christians are referred to as brothers and sisters over 120 times. 120 times! So I think we've established today that we are family. Uh, And by the way, yes, I did choose that title on purpose, and I know that song's going to get stuck in your head. That's okay. But if you don't know it, just Google it later, okay? Uh, But we are family. Uh, Because of what Jesus has done, we are sons and daughters of God. He's our heavenly dad. We're all connected to each other. So considering we're family, I thought it'd be fun and fitting to talk about a few things that families are known for and how we as a church 
can be the best family that we can be, okay? Uh, so the first thing I just want to talk about is that families grow together. Families grow together. In your family, it happens literally, okay? You grow older. You grow grayer, perhaps, right? Kids grow taller. Uh, eventually, you turn around, and your little baby is a teenager or an adult, and you shake your head in disbelief. That's kind of where we're, we're at right now, like my family. Uh, we're kind of shaking our head at how the kids have grown up so much. For some of you, you were a kid, and now you're driving a car or you're in university, that happens in our church family, too. You know, I can't tell you the number of, of comments I've had from people who've seen my kids grow up right in front of their eyes, right? For some of you, you've been at Arlington Woods for a long time, and you remember when some people in this room were born, and now they might be in university or have careers, or they're married and they have kids, right? But when I'm talking about families growing together, I'm not just talking about how we all physically grow up, uh, but the family is a place where we learn how to navigate life, how to make good choices. Uh, and in Christian families, we learn about who God is and what he wants for us. And that's also one of the main rules of the church. Uh, we get together every week uh, to learn and grow together. This is something that's been a part of the church since the very beginning. Uh, in Acts chapter 2, it gives us this picture of the very first church, like the first group of Christians who started meeting together and what it was like. Uh, and it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. They devoted themselves to growing and learning and praying together. We'll get to the fellowship and the meals part in a few minutes. 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 11, it says, So encourage each other up and build each other up just as you are already doing. This is an encouragement to us, a challenge to us. Uh, my daughter, Eowyn, uh, she loves shows or video games that involve building and design. Uh, and one of her favorite games is Animal Crossing. Maybe you've heard of it, where she designs animals' dream homes, right? They come with some specifications, and she designs their home. Uh, and here in this passage, the word for building each other up, it kind of is referring to building a house from scratch or to restore and repair a house. You know, and that's one big reason why we get together, to be restored, to be repaired, to grow stronger in our faith, right? Second thing I want to talk about today is that families love and care for each other. Families love and care for each other. You know, if you ask most people what a family does, I think one of the top answers would be that a family is a place where you feel that you belong. Right? It's a place where you feel loved. It's a place where you feel cared for. And you can love and care for others. And that is not always easy, is it? It's not. Uh, sometimes it can be really hard. It takes a bit of work and effort, unless your family is different than mine. I don't think it is. Uh, but you probably don't always get along. You probably uh, don't always think the same way. Uh, you likely have to work at togetherness and work at loving each other. Uh, it likely means practicing things like forgiveness and patience a lot, 
right? Just like in our families at home, our church family needs a lot of the stuff that's found in the Bible's definition of love, or in the, the, or when the Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit, you know? Things like peace and patience and kindness and looking out for the other person, not just thinking about yourself. All that takes a bit of effort. Uh, in John 13, 34 to 35, Jesus said this. He said, I give you a new command, love one another. You must love one another just as I have loved you. Uh, and by the way, this was right after Jesus just washed his disciples' feet, okay? Uh, serving them uh, in a very real and tangible way. Uh, so Jesus was showing how much he loved his disciples. And then he said, if you love one another, everyone will know that you are my disciples. Here Jesus says that the way we love and support and treat each other, it shows that we're different. It shows that we take following Jesus seriously. This past week, I was thinking about some ways that our church family, which includes you and me, uh, can help ensure that we are a loving and caring community. Uh, and just a few examples here. We can be a family to those who don't have a family close by or who might live on their own. That might mean, you know, looking out for people who need community and connection, uh, maybe like young adults or, or some of our seniors. It might mean being hospitable, even inviting people into our homes or into our lives, right? Being a family, loving and caring, it might mean noticing if you haven't seen someone in a while and sending them a card or giving them a call just to see if everything's okay. It might mean praying for someone when they're going through a tough time or delivering a meal to someone who just had a baby, right? It means working at making sure that our church is a friendly and welcoming place. And kids, and even big kids, I have a question for you, okay? When you have a guest over to your house, okay, maybe somebody over for dinner, do you leave your guest alone and have them sit on the couch while the rest of the family, like, eats at the table? Do you? No, right? Do you ignore that guest and never talk to them? No, you wouldn't do that, right? You probably go out of your way to make your guest feel welcome and comfortable. Uh, I remember when I was dating Tanya, uh, my wife, uh, every time I went over to her place, I was served some amazing meals, right? They rolled out the red carpet. They put a lot of effort into being friendly and welcoming. And of course, after I got married, that's when the hot dogs came out, right? It's true. <laughs> but, but all that to say that if this is your household of faith, if this is your church home, you need to be on the lookout for guests and welcome them. You know, if you don't know someone all that well, it takes a little bit of effort to not stick with the people you already know, but to walk across the room and introduce yourself and say hi and maybe introduce them to the people you already know. And I would encourage you, whether you're a little kid or whether you're an adult, that if this is your church family, that one of the most important things you can do is be a good host and be super welcoming to people who join us. I am notoriously bad with names. Uh, I've probably forgotten half your names, and you can remember that, right? Uh, I find it really hard. I actually have a list of names on my tablet uh, that I keep track of, especially newer people at the church. Uh, and if I don't see someone for like a month, 
I might forget your name. You know, I have to work at that. Uh, and working at remembering people's names is just a simple way to help people feel welcomed and connected. Uh, name tag Sundays really help, let me tell you. Okay? Another way we can be a more loving and caring community is just to get to know each other better. That might mean sticking around and socializing a bit instead of just running off when the service is over. Uh, It might mean being connected to a small group or a prayer group so you can be encouraged and be an encouragement and support to others. It might mean going to something like the men's retreat where a lot of people got to know each other just by spending like a few extra days together. It might mean serving on a regular basis. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But you know, one of the ways that I got to know my wife Tanya when we were in college was that we volunteered at a food cupboard together, right? That's how we got to know each other, serving together. As a church, we are not terrible at loving and caring for each other. Uh, But it's something we need to constantly work at. It doesn't just magically happen. It takes some effort. It's always easier to hang out with the people you know than to chat with people you don't know. But the effort is worth it if it means that people feel that they, they don't feel left out, right? They, and they're not falling through the cracks. If it means people feel noticed and welcomed and a part of the family. So I would really encourage you to think of some tangible ways, some tangible things that you can do that can help our church be a more loving and caring family. And then I want to encourage you to do those things. To do those things. Be hospitable. Get together for a meal. Join a small group. Uh, Look for people you don't know and chat with them for a bit. You know, this is our house, right? And if guests come in, we want to be welcoming. We want to show that we're a loving and caring family. Last thing, final thing I want to talk about is... Families all pitch in to help. Families all pitch in to help. Uh, Kids, have you thought about all the things that your mom or dad does for you? It's a lot. It's a lot, you know? Caring for a family, cleaning up messes, washing dishes, taking out the garbage, vacuuming the floor, helping you get washed up or dressed. A lot of work is involved in raising a family. Uh, It can be tiring. Uh, And I see a lot of funny memes on social media about this. And I wanted to show you a few, okay, if I can. Uh, So here's the first one. Uh, It says, the first time you hear mom, and then it shows the person's heart fluttering. But the 7,567th time you hear mom, you're pulling your hair out, okay? It's true. Here's the next one. A kid says, I'm tired. Can you carry this? Meanwhile, you can barely see the dad because of all the stuff that he's carrying, right? The next one, when you're up all night with the kids and your husband tells you he's so tired, well, that's when you bring out the baseball bat, right? (laughs) Here's another one, Uh, parenting tiny humans summed up in one photo, a pair of inside-out pants and underwear sitting on the floor, that's about right, (laughs) that's about right. Here's another one, Uh, my wife wanted five minutes alone, this was outside her door. A crowd of children and animals just waiting for her, right? I got a couple more. Here's one. So glad the weekend's here so I can wash the dishes, mop the floors, clean the toilets, dust the furniture, and do the laundry. (laughs) It's true. Not too much rest. Here's another one. Yes, I got my dishes done. 
Meanwhile, the living room looks like a tornado just blew through, right? And this one's probably my favorite one. Parenting isn't stressful at all, says Jessica, age 27. <laughs> She looks a little older than 27. You know, there is a little bit of truth in all of those memes. Family life can be exhausting. Uh, and that's even when you have people who can help or support you. Uh, even if you don't have kids, there's a lot of stuff that you have to do every day just to like maintain your life, right? Cooking and doing the dishes and laundry and shoveling snow, cleaning the bathroom, vacuuming. It's a never-ending list. Well, how does that relate to the life of the church? Well, we have work to do. We have work to do. As a church, we're trying to do the things that God wants us to do. Loving and caring for people. Learning and growing together. And it requires your involvement. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 27, it says, You are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. Paul here uses the analogy of the church being like a human body where all the parts work together in unique ways to do what we're called to do. And when we're not all serving, when we're not all involved, it means that there's more work for those who are. And we don't want mom and dad, whoever that is in our church, uh, probably the Vilnevs, <laughs> but we don't want mom and dad to get exhausted, right? Like some of the people in those memes. Uh, we need to come alongside them and help. We all need to pitch in to support our family. We even ask little kids to be involved at home, right? To help out. That might be simple things, you know, to start. Just picking up your toys. Please pick up your toys, right? Uh, and as they grow older, we give them different chores to do. Things like taking out the garbage or helping with the laundry, right? And even the littlest of kids can be involved in our church family by being good helpers. It might mean just trying to clean up your mess a little bit in kid zone, right, in your group, or sharing your toys in the nursery, uh, being a good listener, uh, or being a good friend to someone new. I want to encourage you. Uh, we have welcome, we have volunteer cards uh, along with the welcome cards in our seats, uh, and I'd encourage you to fill that out. Uh, we also, we sent out surveys uh, a couple weeks ago, some bright colored surveys uh, where we can find out how you would like to be involved or how you're already involved in the life of our church. Uh, and those surveys are really helpful because you can add details that, you know, we might not know about but could be a real help. For example, this week I was measuring and trying to pick out curtains for our youth area downstairs. And I would have loved to know someone who knows things about color and design because it would have helped me a lot, right? So filling out a survey and saying, like, I like, uh, I'm interested in, like, designing things, that would be a real help to us when we need help, right? Uh, of course, another way you can pitch in, another way you can be involved is not just by serving, but it's by financially supporting the work of our church on a consistent basis. Just like in your house, the church has a budget, Right? Things break down. Things cost money. Uh, and it's because of people faithfully giving and pitching in that we're able to afford the things that we want to do. So that's it. I think it was pretty quick and painless, painless today. Not like Pastor Mike's messages, right, adults? <laughs> But uh, just to wrap things up today, 
Uh, and I'm going to invite Corinne. She's going to get ready. She's going to lead us in a worship song uh, together. But if you call yourself a Christian, or you would say that this is your church home, then you are family. We are family. And, and we have the privilege to grow together and to help each other along in our journey of faith. We all have a role to play to ensure that our church family is loving and caring and welcoming to everyone, which is uh, whether this is their first Sunday or whether, you know, it's someone who's been sick or shut in due to illness. And just like your family at home, our sanity depends on other people pitching in and helping us do what we do. Uh, so I do want to encourage you to find a place where you can serve uh, and be a support uh, to our family. I'm just going to pray, and then Corinne's going to lead a worship song, and then I'll wrap up the service with another prayer. But God, I, I just thank you that we can get together today. I thank you, God, for our kids and teens who are involved uh, in leading us in worship today. I thank you, God, that we can worship you and acknowledge your love for us. And I thank you we can be encouraged by your word. And God, I thank you so much for this church family and all the people who make this community what it is. I thank you. This is a place where we can learn and grow together. We can grow in our faith and uh, we can grow closer together in relationship. I thank you, God, this is a place that is known for being loving and caring and welcoming. And I pray that you would help us to be amazing hosts and people who make people who are new feel loved and welcomed. Help us to, to think of things that we can do to get to know others better and to be a, a more loving community. It's something we always have to work at. And God, just like a family needs people to pitch in and share the load, uh, we need to work together. We need to use our gifts and skills uh, to, to work together uh, and uh, serve you. Uh, and I just pray, God, for anyone here in this room who maybe isn't really involved, you know, that they would think about ways that they can serve, ways that they can use their gifts and skills to be a blessing and a help to our church family. I thank you also, God, for all those people who give and, and support the work of our church financially. Uh, and I pray a special blessing on them. But I thank you so much, God, uh, for everybody who's involved in the life of this church. I thank you so much for that. For that. And I thank you for this church. And I thank you, God, that we can all play a role uh, in making this place a growing, healthy, and loving place to call home. It's not just, you know, the pastor's responsibility. It's all of our responsibility. And I thank you, God, that we can be a part of this family. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, I guess I'm an honorary kid as well, so cool. I invite you all to stand and sing. Let me be filled with kindness and compassion for the one. The one for whom you loved and gave your son for humanity. 
increase my love Help me to love with open arms like you do I love that it erases all the lines and sees the truth So that when they look in my eyes they would see you even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. Oh, how you love us. From the homeless to the famous and in between. You formed us, you made us carefully. Because in the end, we're all your children. Help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that embraces all the lines and sees the truth. So that when they look in my eyes, they would see you. Even in just a smile, they would feel the Father's love. So let all my life tell of who you are and the wonder of your never-ending love. Oh, let all my life tell of who you are. That you're wonderful and such a good father. So let all my life tell of who you are and the wonder of your never ending love. Oh, let all my life tell of who you are. But you're wonderful and such a good father. But you're wonderful and such a good father. Help me to love with open arms like you do. A love that erases all the lines and sees the truth. So that when they Smile, they will feel the Father's love. Even in just a smile, they will feel the Father's love. Thank you so much for the truth of that song. Uh, I thank you, God, for your love for us. I thank you, God, that we can celebrate that love today and remember it. And I thank you, God, that we can represent you in the things that we say and do, whether it's in this church uh, family or whether it's uh, at work or in our neighborhoods uh, or at home uh, in our own houses. I just thank you for that. I pray we would represent you well. And I thank you, God, that we could get together as a church family today uh, and be encouraged by your word. I pray you bless each one of us as we, as we go, uh, as we celebrate the long weekend together. Uh, and I pray, God, that, that we would take to heart some of the things we talked about today. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Well, God bless you. Don't rush off. Take some time to chat with each other uh, and have a great Sunday, everybody.